Sam, welcome to the show. Lovely to, to have you on today. Thanks for having me. How, how are things? Uh, I know last time we, we, we caught up, uh, you, well, we're going obviously through a, through a tough time at the moment uh, with everything yeah. happening. Uh, but today, really, uh, what I wanted to speak about was, A, your coaching history, but also something interesting that, that people will be able to learn about, which was going from running a gym to being on stage for the first <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, since it's all kind of uh, gone into lockdown, it's been a bit of a change of pace. Um, I'm not working at the moment. Been told to down tools and I'm on furlough at work. So I literally have nothing to do. <laughs> My time is, uh, yeah, it's very different. I'm used to kind of working a 40-hour week doing PT outside of my management shift and training myself and food prep and all of that. And now I feel like we're feeling like a bit of a luxury now to be so busy. <laughs> um, I miss it already. Um, but yeah, to have my workplace and my place of training kind of taken away from me is quite a big adjustment, but I'm still training from home, still trying to keep to my normal routine, get up, train first thing and just, Day active both mentally and physically but no we're, we're, we're doing all right good stuff good stuff so in terms of your your current day-to-day structure you mentioned that you're looking at your your training uh and staying on top of your diet uh yep. when we look to we rewind the clock uh to 2018 19 what did it look like? Your so, <laughs> if we're going from pre-competing? Yes. Pre-competing. So, I started working with a coach in 2017. Um, so, I've been with my coach, Rob, um, for almost three years now. Um, so, pre-competing, I are we just going diet-wise or everything? Well, you mentioned 2017, okay? So yep. 2017 was the, the first year that you decided that you wanted to compete, okay? Yeah. You'd reached out to, to Rob, uh, Team LRF, uh, fantastic guy. If you don't know about him, uh, I'm sure Sam can put you in touch. Um, but how, how did you go about that? Because there's a lot of people out there right now that, that would want to know, what do I do? Do I reach out to someone and just sort of start talking to them? What, what, how, how do you go about it? So finding a coach is super important. Um, you need to research um, who you want to work with and also kind of think about where you want to go within the sport. So when I first started, I didn't really know where I wanted to go within the sport. I just kind of wanted to set myself a new challenge. I'd previously been running a lot um, and had fallen out of love with it and thought, I want a new challenge. I don't know if I can ever be that lean or get into that kind of condition. So I wanted to just see what it was like. Um, But I would say research your coach, know the category that you want to go into. Does your coach have success with that category? There's no point going to a coach that specializes with kind of men's physique or male bodybuilders if you're a bikini athlete same as going to a coach that does really really well with bikini athletes but maybe not so well with figure athletes I'd maybe be a bit more 
oh, okay, is this going to be the right coach for me? You know, do their kind of values kind of match yours? Um, I know my coach is a big one for health as well as how you look on stage. So um, I think my check-ins are quite in-depth. Um, it's not just about uh, how much weight have you dropped or you look all right. It's how are you health-wise? Are you sleeping okay? How's your digestion? Um, hormones, all sorts of stuff. Um, but you're just just researching your coach um, and then just inquire, talk to them. It's not until you start communicating with somebody that you kind of see whether you're going to gel. If you're not going to get on with your coach, then that, that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's a massive thing in not just only what you do, but also when, when people walk into a gym for the first time uh, and they start looking at different PTs and, and different trainers out there, then they've got to be very selective in that sense. Uh, now, you mentioned one area there, which was creating a structure for it. Uh, now, when, you, when you, well, we're looking two months after you first initially got in contact with a coach, what did what sort of process did you follow? So I started with my coach in off season. So I had six months of off season with my coach before I was looking to actually start a prep. Um, so my training was more structured. So I had training plans to follow, whereas normally I would just kind of go into the gym. I'd know what body part I wanted to train, but I maybe didn't set myself a set. I'm going to do this exercise, this exercise. I just kind of see what I fancy doing. There wasn't a massive structure to my sessions and I wasn't really recording my lifts either. I was just kind of, ah, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> um, and with regards to diet, I was just one of these people that would just, I'd maybe use like my fitness pal and track to a certain extent, but there wasn't massive structure to my my meals um, or when I ate certain foods, I would just kind of eat what I wanted when I wanted. Um, so that was quite a big change for me um, and having kind of six set meals a day. Took a little bit of getting used to, but now it's just the norm and I haven't really turned, turned back on that. Yeah, so it's... Food was, is obviously a massive part uh, of competing, uh, especially in, in the bodybuilding world, as, uh, as a lot of people uh, we know out there uh, are doing so well at. But obviously for someone coming into the sport for the first time, it, it, was, it was important for you to, to get a benchmark, really. And in yeah. terms of Rob selecting the types of things you needed to follow, so we're, we're at the end of your, your off-season. Um, you've had that conversation with Rob. You've decided... Uh, what shows that you're going to go to or, or what, what you see for, for the next three to six months. Uh, what, how, how, did you, how, how did you come to selecting, yeah, I want to do that show? <laughs> um, so show selection, federation selection, that's always down to us as clients. He'll never try and kind of push it on you or this federation or do this show. Um, if you're not sure what show to do, you can always look together to be like, okay, what shows are coming up in preps normally around about 16, maybe 20 weeks. Um, normally my preps are about 16 weeks. Um, but I'd already decided I wanted to do PCA first show of the season, which was the Saxon Classic. This is pre their first timer shows. There wasn't any first timer shows um, when I first started competing. 
so massive plus now for people stepping on stage first time because then you're kind of on a level playing field with everyone else that's competing for the first time. Um, so I'd selected the show that I wanted to do um, and then I started prep early January. So the show was at the beginning of April. Um, and just gradually over time, food just slowly started coming down. There'd be the odd kind of refeed and, and stuff in there as well. My weight training stayed the same. My training program didn't change at all through, through prep, just continually trying to maintain or beat my previous lifts. Um, cardio would gradually increase, but it never got, my first prep, it never went crazy high. I don't think I did more than 40 minutes cardio on my first prep. Um, for a first prep, I mentally, I think I thought it would be tougher than it was. Since then, and I've gone to other federations um, and had to bring a different look, prep's been tougher, um, having to get a bit leaner. Um, but for my first show, um, I, I it, it was tough at times but it wasn't as tough as I thought it was going to be so I think that kind of gave me the kind of oh well I, I can I can do this this is this is fine so that's, that's brilliant so you've come to that point where you've gone through your off season you selected what shows you're going to do we're now two months out from your first show what's going through yeah. your head now the physical side of things are obviously taking shape yeah. What What are the mental side of things? Uh, well, what do they look like? So two months out, eight weeks out. I'd say it gets real tough about six weeks out. From from six weeks out, that's when things are, you know, cardio is probably getting towards it being at its highest. Food is getting towards being at its lowest. Uh, we always intend to try and come in and be ready early, so then we can just cruise into the show rather than having to desperately try for the last couple of weeks, try and pull the last little bit off. Um, mentally, was strange for me because I'd never been that lean before. Um, so that was quite an achievement in itself. Um, obviously, being stage lean isn't maintainable and you're not going to stay like that for a while, but it was quite, quite rewarding just for the first time to be seeing things happen like for the first time like oh my first shoulder vein popping out and oh I've got abs like you be able to to get to that point so but that was that was nice um I think for me it was just more the fear of having to go on stage and like the posing and just making sure it's right um first time competitors do not underestimate posing it is so hard and I, I think I just thought it would be easy, but it's hard. Talk, talk a little bit more about that. And it hurts. <laughs> talk a little bit more about it. I know you went through some, through some strenuous classes, and uh, it, it, it does take a knock on psychologically, uh, both the preparation, obviously, the food, and actually bring the body down uh, as much as possible and in its best condition. Uh, you're also maintaining a routine as to what areas actually are synchronizing, so to be able to show judges. Uh, so talk a bit more, a bit more uh, about that. Uh, posing. So I started posing for probably about sixteen weeks out. I started having one-to-one -one sessions. In reality, I probably should have started a little bit sooner. Sure. Um, I just didn't really think it would be that hard. Um, for figure, you have your mandatory quarter turns. 
Um, with PCA, your side poses, you have a little bit more flexibility with variations, um, whereas um, like MPC, like two bros um, federation, you have fixed side poses and there's no, there's no wiggle room on those. Um, but also with PCA, you have alternative poses as well. So you'll have favorite pose from the side, posing with arms above your head. So you'll, you'll have like a front and back double bicep, um, whereas again with MPC figure, um, you don't have anything like that. So that's kind of how it's changed for me now, going to a different federation. But to start with, I had a lot more to kind of get my head around. Um, and with PCA, you also have a one minute um, posing routine. So I had that choreographed as well. So it was just added stress of kind of getting that right as well and feeling confident with the routine and that it looked and flowed right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, posing is tough. Don't underestimate it. <laughs> there's always, there's always going to be a tough part in, in anything that you do if you want to really succeed in it. So hats uh, off to you uh, on that in having to go through that. But um, going back to where we're at, so now we're a week out from the show. What's going through your head? What was it like? Oh my God, I've got to drink so much water is what was going through my head. <laughs> How much? Um, naturally, I drink quite a lot of water anyway. Um, peak week. Um, so we were ready, peak week. Um, so food started going up slowly through peak week. We were adding more, more carbs in, but also kind of, slowly increasing um the amount of water i was taking in throughout the week um just so then we could flush everything any kind of residual water out the system yep. so make sure i'm not holding any water on stage um and it was just a case of getting everything ready for the show um you know make sure the bikini fits right worn your shoes in your skin's prepped for your tan to go on um yeah, peak week, it, it, it is what it is. You, you feel pretty crap at the start of it. <laughs> but um, towards the latter end of the week, when your food's slowly coming up, it's, uh, it's a much nicer feeling. <laughs> yeah, so you, did, you go from being at a low point and then you suddenly start creep, creeping back up. And you yeah, yeah. Eating, mainly like, carbs. Stuff, like in terms of... Do, do you notice different moods or, or was it just a, just a straight, we're going to go straight up? What does it, what does it, what does it feel like? Moods in prep vary a lot. Um, so you'll have good days, you'll have bad days. Um, it doesn't really change too much in, in peak week. Um, but yeah, you'll notice after you've had a refeed that, you know, you, you'll start to feel a bit more with it for a day or so. But it doesn't last very long. <laughs> See your glycogen stores are only replenished for a short period of time and then they start to deplete again. Um, but yeah, men mentally it does, does get hard. You get a bit of brain fog and, and stuff. So anything like super important that I would need to do for the day, I would try and do at the front end of my day because come one, two o'clock in the afternoon, you kind of hit a bit of a wall and it's harder to focus. Um, but you can, there's always a way to kind of push through and, and work around it. I find the busier I was, the easier it is. As soon as you kind of drop and down tools for a bit, that's kind of when you just hit that point of no return. <laughs> that sounds horrible. 
Um, but yeah, that kind of that, that kind of brain fog where you can't really pull yourself back out of it. <laughs> okay, so we've got we've got to that point. We're twenty four hours out. We've gone to bed. There's nothing in our system effectively, and we wake up morning of the show. What's going through your head? Um, so morning of the show, it's quite full on. Um, so with PCA, you register the day of the show. So 9am is registration. Um, I think my tanning appointment was at like 9.30. So I had to register, go and get tanned. And then my makeup was being done, um, just after I'd been tanned. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, you have a base coat of tan put on the night before. And then the morning of, you have your darker kind of stage coat put on as your second coat. Um, so yeah, I have makeup and everything. And it wasn't until I'd kind of had all of that done, hair's done, makeup's done. I'm just kind of trying to relax backstage, get ready to go on. That it kind of just hits you. Oh my god, I've actually got to do this now. I've actually got to step on stage in front of all these people in this sparkly bikini and showing them my muscles like it just it just feels a bit oh I don't know if I can do this and I, I vividly remember my first show standing at the side of the stage we just finished pumping up they're literally lining us up in numerical order ready to go on and I was looking I was thinking oh God, I can see the judges I can see the first few rows of people like, I don't know if I can go out I might just turn around and walk away now <laughs> and I was thinking well what would have all this been you know, been yeah. for if I just walked away now. I'm so glad I didn't, but for a split second, I was like, I'm just going to walk away. So glad I didn't, but it was, yeah, it did run through my head. I'm sure it would, it would be like that with, with a lot of people out there, so I think they can relate to that in, in whatever they're doing. But in terms of a, a first show, uh, the process is... It's phenomenal what you have to go through to obviously achieve that, and to do it over sixteen weeks as well. That's that's over, that that's over a quarter of a year. Like yeah. when when you look at it, a quarter of a year to to prepare for a show, uh, it, it's it's very time consuming, but at the same time the rewards are, are phenomenal. Now you finish the show, you obviously haven't eaten a lot of food at this point. What's going through your head as soon as as soon as you come off that stage? What what are you thinking? Food? <laughs> well, I I didn't expect a place, um, and I I did place in my first. I placed third, um, and I think the fact it was just really unexpected. I was in quite a lot of shock. Um, my husband had brought me some brownies. So after show and had some pictures taken, I, I ate a bit of brownie and I think we just got a pizza and went back to our hotel room. Um, so it was quite chill. And I think the next day we just went out for breakfast and, and went shopping for the day. But it wasn't anything like too crazy, but it was just nice to have a bit of something I haven't had for a really long time. Like I'd gone through my 16-week prep and apart from Christmas, I hadn't had like a cheap meal or, or an off-plan meal for a good three months before Christmas. So from September to when I competed in April, 
other than a few days off over Christmas, I followed my plan to a T. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, to ha- to have a, a bit of pizza was quite nice. Now, if it was uh, post show, my my first go to is a burger. Definitely burger over pizza. But so you you let things relax a little bit. You didn't go to too crazy. Yeah. You see a lot. You see a lot of things um, on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, that that people are binging out on on three course meals and five course meals and so forth. But in terms of an area that, that's come up recently, um, obviously with that in mind, binge binge eating post show. Was that has that been anything that you've really thought about, or or not so? Um, I think every competitor to a degree will have some kind of binge post show, whether it's just for a day or a couple of hours, or they will kind of gorge a little bit. Um, I don't really know anyone that can safely say I've never done that um after my first show not straight away did I like eat a lot um but I initially I'd only intended to do one show I hadn't had anything booked in between and had no expectations for for my first show after placing and then qualifying for British finals, I was then like, okay, I'm going to do British finals, which is obviously the last show of the season. And I just done the first show of the season. So that's a big old gap. Um, and also having my first time on stage at a regional and then my potentially second time on stage being at British finals, I was like, well, I kind of feel like I need another show in between. Um, so I looked at the last regional of the year just so I could have a, another experience of being on stage and hopefully just relax me into a little bit more, it'd be a bit more familiar. So there was a show two weeks before British finals um, in London. So I did PCA London, um, which was in the mid-October. Um, so I... From the beginning of April, I had 10 weeks off before I started my prep for um, September. And in that 10 weeks was a bit of a, probably times of, oh, I haven't been able to have this, so I'm going to have it. But maybe in bigger quantities than I would normally have had it, had I just been allowing myself to to have something rather than just be like i'm gonna buy like a single chocolate bar i'd buy like a big chocolate bar and be like oh in a few weeks time i'm not gonna be able to have this so i'll eat the whole chocolate bar um one thing i did do which i've sworn never to do again um was i just had a box that i while on prep would fill with food so if there was like a limited edition chocolate bar or whatever, I would just buy it and put it in the box. So things like Easter, I'm on prep, can't have mini eggs. I would buy a couple of bags of mini eggs and put them in the box so that when I was not on prep, I could eat them. But it would then get to a point where this box would just fill up with stuff over the cup six month period that I would then be like there's so much food in this box and I've only got like eight or ten weeks off it's not enough time to get my way like just eating little bits at a time through this box of food 
So I'd end up just eating a few little bits of it, would compete again. During my prep, I would add more to the box. <laughs> so then when it then came to my next 10 weeks of or whatever, I'd just be like, there's just so much food. Um, so I became a bit of a food hoarder, which probably led me to be eating more than I needed to be eating. Okay. Um, just for the, the food there, just taunting me. So my other advice to first time people is don't hoard food. Don't hoard food, it's a bad idea. <laughs> So moving on to that, yeah, um, if you had to pick three things that you could urge people to take extra care of, <laughs> we'll, we'll, put, we'll put that one as a fourth, um, but three, three areas that you could say are the most important in terms of first timers looking to get on stage, uh, what would you give uh, in terms of advice? So it's never too early to start posing. So as soon as you know you want to step on stage, start posing. Know what category you want to do. So whether that is what category you are most suited to. So like go and watch a show or look at previous, you know, show winners um, for each category and think, okay, which one do I look most like? and then put yourself in that category. Because otherwise, the other way to do it is like saying, oh, I want to do bikini. If I, if I wanted to do bikini, I would have to lose a lot of muscle in order to do bikini. And I'm not prepared to do that. I like the way I train. I like the way my body looks. So if you like the way your shape is, look at other categories and think, okay, which one do I fit into? Because then you're going to have the best chance of placing if you're in that category. Um, so posing, choice of category. Third and final. Third and final. Just don't underestimate how, how kind of time taxing it is. Like you need to know why you're doing it. So find your why. Like don't do it because, you know, Bob down the gym says that you, you should compete <laughs> because Bob down the gym probably doesn't know what it takes to get to that point. Um, so only do it because you want to do it. Like I was in the gym sometimes at like four in the morning doing my fasted cardio before I'd eat, train my client, then train myself, then train another client and then start my shift. And then I wouldn't finish until my shift until like nine in the evening. So that's a long old day. But that's because I just knew, knew what I needed to get done. So you just you just do it. Um, so it does take a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of time. Um, but it's if it's what you want to do and you're doing it for you, it's so worth it. If you're not doing it for you and you're just doing it because somebody's said you should it's you're not going to get the same satisfaction from it it's just going to feel like a massive chore whereas like every second of it I've loved like even the dark the dark times of I don't want to do this cardio <laughs> you know my legs still hurt from yesterday's leg session I've now got to do 40 minutes on the stairs hit oh but afterwards i'd feel i'd be on such a high because i've just got it done 
That's absolutely fantastic. I think just even just explaining then the process that you've undertook uh, and also now that we're seven months on from, from your last show, um, yeah. and now, now we're obviously looking to the future. I'm sure people, they'll, they'll want to stay tuned and, uh, and obviously find out more about your journey. So best thing that I can say from my behalf uh, is to check out Sam's uh, Instagram page and reach out to her because she's not only completed one. How many shows is it now? Um, so I did two regionals, British finals and the world championships in my first season. And then I did two regionals and British finals last year. So that's it. seven shows. One, two, three, seven, eight, eight, eight. shows. Looking, I'm like, there's four trophies <laughs> up there. There's three medals there. That's seven <laughs> plus one, eight, eight shows. Fantastic. So that's what you can achieve uh, in your well, in, in two seasons. So, with that being said, uh, I would like to say thank you very much for, for your time today, Sam. Uh, I know oh, you're getting, we're, we're getting through this, this tough time right now. And uh, I think when people start looking at your journey moving forward into to later in the year and also into 2021, then they'll soon see some different shapes on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in an extended off-season now, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, there are games to be made. But, yeah, my Instagram um, is sam.fielding underscore figure, um, if anyone wants to have a little follow. I'm sure they will, I'm sure they will, but we'll put the link in the bio as well so people can jump over onto it easier there. But um, thanks again for your time today. And no, you're welcome. Have a great day. And you.